Super Bowl 47 coverage here from Radio Row, New Orleans Convention Center. Darren McFarland here at the 102.5 The Game Table. Brought to you by Low T Center in Brentwood, inside Maryland Farms, and Freeland Chevy Business Elite Sales. One of our favorites. He's joined us many times over the years. Former, I'll say Houston Oilers quarterback, just because you have a tie Boy, yeah. to the to the franchise. Just former, yeah, and a big fan, too. <laughs> I was a big fan. Sean Salisbury here at our table. Sean, how you doing? I'm honored to be here. I'm doing wonderful. I feel like a million bucks, my yeah. friend. What, what are you doing bed. these days? Get everybody caught up to speed well, with what you're doing. I, I have my own podcast. It's Sean and Dave Unfiltered on the, the CDNetworks.com, and it's... I think it's it's a, one Eastern. We have a blast, and you can find them all on iTunes on Search CDNet. Sean and Dave Unfiltered. I am uh, the analyst, lead analyst for Total College Sports Network. I cover basketball and football, and I'm a huge college hoops fan. And then I do Fox pregame show for the Cowboys, and this is going to be a monster year. And I'm working with PastUSA.com, or you can find it with Past. That's you know, we're trying to you know, well, not trying successfully reducing these the the problems that are affiliated with CT and concussions and giving people new hope and new life and being a part of it. You know, you're never going to be able to stop the concussions. And I take a lot of pride in this because one of my best friends, Junior Seau, obviously with the recent stuff in the news and somebody that I miss dearly, but more just as important, there's guys out there that are suffering through what he suffered through um, have been, and I know because I've been around him, been one of them, whether it's depression or anger and all the things we go through. But through this program and this new eternity medicine, there are protocols and, and things that are happening that there is hope that, we can kind of get rid of this macho image that it's taboo to admit that you have a few problems, which is the hardest thing for a, a, an athlete to admit. And we're even getting to the point now where we're, this program's outside of just athletes. We're, if you're a construction worker, if you're in the military, and, you know, it's worth about $5 million now of pro bono work. And the difference that's being made is enormous. Now, it's not just changing lives, it's saving lives, and I, for one, am one of them. 2013, the awareness factor is at an all-time high. Yep. But what was the awareness level when you played? I don't think there really was one. And it's not because, I, I, you know, we have this, this, you know, there's this national argument going back and forth. And I think the NFL's doing a hell of a, a, hell of a good job of the research to try and prevent it. The commissioner doesn't want people to get hurt. Sure. But we also have to keep the integrity of the game because it's physical. So it's the irony of it, but we can't take that away. I mean, it's a game where people... It's a violent game. That's exactly right. And there's only so much you can do. We can't get guys wearing knee pads and thigh pads. How are you going to put a 25-pound helmet on? You're not. So all the things that you can do preventatively, you're never going to be able to stop them. But can you come back faster? Can the effects of not, you know, depressing you with taking fish oil and all the, you know, the things and the protocols that you can do and the testing to help you have more quality of life, not only as a current player, but as a former player and anybody in between, all the way down to Pop Warner. And now there's, there's ways you can find out if, you're, if, if a kid's predisposed to concussions. And if it is, it, boy, wouldn't the family like to know in, in the sixth grade? So, you know what, I, don't think, I, I know they didn't know as much because we talk about these documented concussions, which I find kind of comical because if you see stars, it's supposed to be a concussion. Then it was a ding or a stinger right. or give me the smell and salts. Because in my case, as a backup that started once in a while, you, got, you didn't want to tell anybody you came out. And if you're Alex Smith right now, what happens next time? Are you going to lie about it? I mean, you understand the temptation. You got your bell wrong. That's of course, that that's, was the word. That's exactly right. And then they'd say, are you, how do you feel? I can go back in. There were no doctors on the side monitoring you unless you were really hurt, you know. And most guys would still say, well, I'm fine. <laughs> And you can't even see straight, and somebody else is helping you call the play in the huddle. So, um, yeah, it's different. There's only so much you can do with equipment. So in the process of doing this, 
it can't just be research. We've got to do some preventative stuff and some stuff when their careers are over or during their career to give guys a quality of life back. But it's a physical game. It's nasty. And I think we're closing that gap between the, the play of the anger and, oh, they knew and they don't. Well, construction workers know that it's a dangerous job, but they fall off scaffolding as well. So I think the commissioner is doing a good job, and I think we're coming closer together and creating more awareness than we ever have because in 1990, 1980, even just in 1990, Nobody was talking about this. Nope. And it's sad that it takes what's happened to somebody like Junior Seau. But you know what? In an in, in unfortunate way, he's going to save more lives than he ever imagined through this, which is sad because I miss him. Sean Salisbury here at our table. You brought up Alex Smith. Yep. He's saying all the right things. Yep. I read his body language yesterday. Look, he doesn't want to rock the boat. He doesn't want him to be a distraction. That's right. But you know better than anybody the role that he's in and how difficult this must be for him what do you think is really going on with Alex Smith right now and Darren you know you make a great point and it's it's human nature and for anybody to say well how selfish it'd be if he didn't want to play or if he kind of wished that maybe the quarterback threw an interception so he could get in the game if they say oh that's being selfish they're they're lying <laughs> because in anything we do now you don't want anybody to get hurt or you know, Kaepernick, go down, you're a team guy, 53 guys. But think about him. I mean, in my case, I never got a chance to play in a Super Bowl, backup, starter sometimes. But here's Alex, who's 100 quarterback, Randy. Took him to the NFC Championship game last year. The deceit gets hurt this year, was in the top three, was one of the top passers in the league, and loses his gig. Well, of course he's bittersweet. I know guys that played, and I'll leave name out, that were hurt, played most of the season and got hurt and couldn't play in a Super Bowl, won't wear their championship ring because they didn't feel a part of it. It's human nature. If, you're the, if you're, your boss is a, the CEO and your guy wants that job, well, you're not going to back, you know, cut him and knife him in the back, but you're thinking, man, wouldn't it, wouldn't it, he can go be the CEO somewhere else. Wouldn't it be nice if I had that gig? So there, it is human nature, and I want my guy. I want Alex Smith to say I want to play, and wouldn't it be nice? Maybe just a little elbow to keep him out two series, and I can come. You know what I'm saying. It's just human nature, not selfish. You don't, you don't wish ill on anybody, but I can tell you this. He doesn't want to keep his, you know, be wearing number his jersey standing on the sideline with number 11, not getting a chance to play. And if it's all he settles for, then Alex Smith isn't the type of guy or the type of hard player and hard worker that I think he is. And it, it, wouldn't you? Right. Wouldn't you want to get in the game and say, man, maybe, maybe we'll be down by two touchdowns and I'd come back and be a hero. We all play that game more in the third grade in our minds. So I don't think it's any self. And you're right, body language. He won't be smiling. He will in the locker room after, but it'll be a hard, hard thing to get through. The key is if Kaepernick does get knocked around how emotionally ready forget that he's a good player and how emotionally ready will Alex be if he has to come in for a series three quarters or the entire game because of you know Kaepernick runs the football what happens that's the key not the physical side the emotional side if he has to play all right let's talk about Kaepernick no rookie quarterback has ever won the Super Bowl What's he going through right now? He looks like he's got poise. Certainly when he's on the field, he looks like no question. he has the poise. He doesn't get rattled. He's going through this experience for the first time, yeah. and he dealt with it yesterday. Right. Now we sit here on Wednesday. What's it going to be like on Sunday for him? And don't discount the pressure that I can remember Troy Aikman saying the first time he ran out. Everything was normal the whole week, slept well, went out to warm up, everything's fine going out for the lineups when the fog's there and you're running through the tunnel at the Rose Bowl. A little bit different. He said he started to hyperventilate. <laughs> right. And this is Troy Aikman, and he's pretty good. So, I, you know, Kaepernick, I'll tell you, if I'm him, feed off that chip you've had the entire time. Because everybody used to told you, you're in Nevada. Nobody wants to recruit you. 
Oh, we're not drafting the first round. We're going to pass you up. Oh, Alex Smith's the starter. Oh, you're getting the job because he got a concussion. We'll prove it. He proved it. Oh, you threw an interception against Green Bay, brought us back in the first playoff game. Oh, you're down 17 to nothing after a slow start against Atlanta. Bam, bring us back and win. So whether he's feeling it inside or not, his performance is showing it. Now, hey, Dan Fouts once told you if you can't dazzle him with brilliance, you baffle him with BS, okay? <laughs> and if he's, if he's darn if, if you don't ever, the old, you don't ever let him see him see a sweat. My thing is, can he control his emotion where he doesn't go out there in the first quarter and a half and the balls are flying into the upper deck because he's so excited? And that's where I think the Flacco advantage comes, even though Joe hadn't played in the Super Bowl. He's got, Joe's kind of boring and, and just kind of methodical, which may prove well in a game like this as it has for Eli Manning. We all used to question his body language, say, oh, he's boring, he's not exciting. Well, two Super Bowls later, people are saying, well, we need a guy like that. So I think Kaepernick's a, a unique, special talent, Darren. I do. I'm talking about special. How it's going to fare in this, I'm sure he's going to urinate down his leg a couple times <laughs> in a pregame warm-up. But as long as he can gather himself and go out there and not get too... And I, everybody's going to say it's just a game. Well, the field's still the same length, and it's wide, but there's, there's at times that it's going to feel like there's 15 players out there because it's his first experience. How quick he settles down early will be the key to his game because his natural raw ability will take over and not wanting to say, i got to make every play because if he does that, then you start to squeeze the ball and force it into places. Trust me, I know how to talk about interceptions. I've thrown plenty. So I, I think he's going to be okay, and it's going to come down with all factors. I don't care what it comes down to. Whatever quarterback plays more, it, it, you could say it's a defense or running backs and all that. It's a quarterback league. Quarterback doesn't play well in a big game, you're not winning. So a little bit of pressure for both these guys have never been in this position. Last thing, just because we're in Nashville, yep. there was a little bit of a brief connection there, but he, he's now out at, of at your alma mater. Lane Kiffin, what's going on out there? And his dad now out with the Cowboys. So he spent a little time in the college game, now back in the pros. How's yeah. that going to play? Well, and you know, it's I've known Kate Lane since he was in high school. We used to go with him and his dad. And my dad, his dad and I used to go watch him play high school football. And Lane's got an ego, as you folks, not too far away from Knoxville know. Um, at times, people think he invented the four. I mean, by the time he was 32, he had three of the most historical jobs in the country. Raiders, Tennessee, and SC. Good to be him. Well, I think his stubbornness at times, he's going to have to loosen up because they did not have a good year. He's a great recruiter, but at times it can be difficult to deal with, and you almost look at him times like, man, he's a little spoiled. And, and I love him, but... Uh, I know the SC alum and former players want this. There's no excuse for us to be doing what we did last year. We played, we played like a, a below-average football team, and it's the way we lost. Not that we lost. I think it's the way we lost. So can he coach? Sure he can. can he, is, this, is, is SC too big for him? Maybe not, but you know what? It can't just be about recruiting. It's got to be about teaching and coaching because Barkley didn't play well last year either. Monty's a better coach for the NFL. He's a far better suited for that because he doesn't have to babysit. That being said... I don't care how good Monty Kiffin is, and he's a Hall of Fame defensive coordinator in my mind. The Cowboys have to have players because a genius becomes a bonehead really quick if you don't have players, and a bonehead becomes a genius as a coach really quick if you've got a bunch of DeMarcus Wares on your team. <laughs> so we'll see how it pans out. Cowboys got bigger fish to fry and bigger issues right now than to wondering if Monty in his 70s is too old. You've got to make sure the guys on the field can actually line up and play. I don't think Rob Ryan should have been fired. I think that's a St. Louis, a big win for St. Louis to hire him with Jeff Fisher. As you guys know, Jeff Fisher's pretty good. Yeah. 
Good luck with this. I'm Thank glad you. uh, you're getting awareness out there. We can never have enough sure information on this. Especially with this, because ignorance, you know, that's the problem. When we got knowledge, we have power. And when we're ignorant, we kind of overlook it. And I think we've all been ignorant in the past. But now with this coming to the forefront, pastusa.com, changing people's lives and saving lives right now. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, I'm looking forward to a fun Sunday. Enjoy the game. Thanks, Darren. Always good to catch up with appreciate you. Appreciate you. You too, buddy. Sean Salisbury, always nice enough to stop by our table here on 1025 The Game.